You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to you. What do we say? Red Legs Radio, for climate, air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Good evening to the Red and Blue Army. You're listening to Red Leg Radio. Thank you to Paradise Motors, Mazda and Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. It is round 12 and I am very soon going to have to be picking things up off the floor <laughs> because Geordie is going to be dropping some big names. We have some huge yes. inclusions back into the side. We'll get to that very shortly. So legends inside and outside of the studio. First of all, let me welcome the two luminary legs, the coolest kid in Sandful Media. Nice to see you once again, Geordie Pike. Hello. What's up, Red and Blue Army? And the man of the people, Miles Fitzner. Uh, good to be here, Hookie, once again. Thank you very much. Interesting week for you. Orazio Fantasia story broke. You've been sitting on that for a while, hadn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I might have heard a whisper, yeah. so we might talk about that later. We might not, get but, that uh... to, to that a little bit later on. But great to have... now. Mike Hussey, around cricket circles, known as Mr. Cricket. Our guest tonight, I reckon, Mr. Norwood. Big welcome, Malcolm Ashwood. How are you, Malcolm? Hey, Hoogie. How are you, folks? Good to have you on board, Malcolm. Um, hey, very quickly, Malcolm, uh, what did you make of the Eagles last, uh, or the Norwood and the Eagles a week and a half ago? Because it's a long time ago now. We all had our say. What did you make of it? I think if you noticed on the person working the scoreboard that they took the score down as immediately at the final siren, we don't believe the game ever happened. Was that you? Know, just, yes. Was that your responsibility? Yeah, that, certainly uh, may have been Ben, yes. Warren Partland made mention of that on the uh, on his uh, Monday recovery on the advertiser, I think. Uh, yes, a couple of us did have a bit of a giggle about that on the Nord supporters page. So, yes. No, look, they were very good. We've got to be fair. Woodville West Orange were very good. They certainly outplayed us in every aspect of the game. They ran. They used the footy better than what we did. Unfortunately, they were way too good on the diet. Thumped us. Thumped us. 54-point loss, but we can put it behind us and we can start to think about what is ahead of us, which is the Adelaide Football Club on Sunday afternoon. Yes. They're top of the wooza, uh, the Crows. However, we got some big names coming back. Geordie Pike, thanks to Coopers. Mm-hmm. Please share with us the Red Leagues team for Sunday. So, again, thanks to the great Coopers family for giving us uh, the sponsorship for the teams. So we'll go back to front now again, guys. Remember, we play Sunday. So... Positions are probably going to be topsy-turvy because I never get a straight team on a Thursday night when we play on a Sunday. Um, all right, so you've got Mackenzie, Georgie, and the favourite of Redlegs Radio, Zachy Richards, uh, Mitchie Wilkins, Tiles, Shenton, Johnston, Panos, Hamilton. Hopefully he has an improved attitude this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got Maddie Nunn, Brady Dort, Smarty, Cole Gerloff, Lukey Sermon. Yeah. Yes. He's back. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but we'll get into that. Uh, you got Rabs Wilson, my boy for 2019, Sammy Balderstone, Mitchie Grigg, Don Barry. Uh, you got Bamps. You've got Josh Richards, who's second favourite. 
I think he's pretty rad. Uh, then you've got Forster, Zust, Bauer, Grove, and Christmas as well, which well, is Brody Carroll. Long way to go, Josh, to catch up to my boy, Zach. Uh, that's a 25-man squad. Yeah. I imagine they'll cull it to tomorrow night. Miles, you uh, have any uh, little bit of intel on who's in and who's out? A little I, bit I can on... have a guess, but I'm interested in your well, thoughts. Well, let's, let's go with this. Let's both have a guess because I can tell you I'm reasonably sure of what's going to happen this week. Bodie's obviously not named in that side, mm-hmm. but let's, between you, Hooky, and Mal, let's both have a guess to see who's going to, from an interchange perspective, because the team on the ground will stay. Yep. Yeah. So go from the interchange perspective and you tell me what you think's going to happen. I, well, the, the, there's three that I think miss is probably Josh Richards, Grove, and Carroll. you got two, right? Okay. So uh, Bauer will go. There are too many backs. So yep. forced to yep. playing now. Whether or not, um, actually, Mal, I'll give you. I'll give you a go too. Yeah, let, let Mal have a free swing here. Idly, I think Cody Zeus misses out. Mm. Uh, I, I think Josh Richards was one of our certainly one of our better players last game. I think he deserves an opportunity, especially for his one percenters. I reckon he'll play. Mm. And I, I think, uh, I think Grove misses, misses, and then the other player is probably up for up for. Uh, Still a bit of debate, and yeah, I, I think Brody Carroll's still a fair chance to play. I've got so you're both sort of on the money. I've got that Bauer, Zulst, Carroll, Grove, and Forster will miss. Wow! So the interchange will be Bampton, Jay Richards, and Bode if he gets through the main training tonight. So not even named in the twenty-five, but could be in the starting eighteen. Oh, I think that's look. He uh, he was a one weeker. Two weeks ago, yeah. Um, I think you might find he might have found that a little bit of a surprise, Jace, that he wasn't even named in that thing because the main training's tonight. Yep, been in Melbourne during the week. Um, they're not going to go with too many backs as you'd see with Forster. So the Bode Forster one for mine, but Mack will miss Bampton and Richards will play in front of, um, in front of Zust and Carroll and Grove at the moment. Yep. And then with Forster Bauer missing as the other backs. I got a question for you guys with Sermon back and looks like he's going to play. Yep. Where's Brady at? Well, look, oh, do you want to go first, Mal? Yeah, you go, because we've ripped on oh. him a few times. <laughs> um, personally, I think Brady should have been dropped a fair few weeks ago. Obviously, love the guy, great attitude and all that, but unfortunately, he struggled this year. Um, yeah, I, I think I would have left Brady out a fair, a fair few weeks ago now. He, he just looks out of sorts. I, yeah. I wouldn't do away with him, but it looks like he could do with two weeks in the reserves, kick three and five, and just freshen up a bit? Look, I yeah. would say that if he went back to the reserves, and then that'd probably give someone else a go like a Crawford, yeah. um, who's been playing well. He got knocked out uh, knocked out there the other week. I actually bumped into him outside of the ground, and uh, I had to go tell someone to go and find him. He couldn't find his car. He came up to me and said, Miles, I don't know where my car is. God. Because um, he, he got knocked out. Yeah. But he's been playing very, very well in the twos. Yeah. Very, very clean underneath. Mm-hmm. And if, if Brady stepped out... If Brady stepped out and Crawford came in, I think he'd find it very, very hard for Brady to get another go. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been looking forward to seeing uh, Crawford have a crack. So, Sermo will play forward. If you saw him in the twos play against the Eagles, he just clunked everything. Yep. Yeah, he was yeah. doing real good. But, well, let's move on. We're going to talk about the game uh, in the second half of the show, but I do want to just spend a bit of time going down memory lane with our guest, Malcolm Ashwood, because... As I said, he's got uh, an incredible relationship with the Norwood Football Club over many, many years. In fact, Malcolm, start by telling us when was your um, when did you first start supporting the Norwood Football Club? Uh, well, I can say I am fifty six, hooky, so we're starting certainly starting probably uh, about seventy or seventy one. Been a hard life if you're only fifty six, Malcolm. <laughs> <Thanks for the laughs> <management>. <laughs> uh, so early sixties. 
Late 60s. Late 60s. Uh, And did you grow up in the area? Did you just support them as a kid? Yep, very much so. Grew up in Burnside. Parents, especially my father, Nord, supporter. Just grew up. And and and, and then going to Nord High, which was a big Nord link. Uh, Coached by the famous Alan Killigrew at Nord High. Wow. A great privilege. And Wally and Wally Millie used to come up every Saturday. He was very involved with Nord High as well. He he, uh, he turned you into the superstar player that you became, I presume. Now on to the next point on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got one to go with. When your passion for writing, um, Mal, you've obviously written uh, Wally Miller, Tim Jennifer, Neil Baum, Brucey Winter. You've written some articles recently. Where did your passion? come from for your writing? Because I used to get them in my inbox. You'd send them through, read this and, and the footy almanac and um, uh, rural book Ashwood, as they call you. Where did the passion for writing come from? Uh, it came originally from uh, running a couple of footy events in Melbourne and John Harms said, right, can you write up the write up the uh, game report? Because it's the footy almanac, anyone who actually reads the footy almanac, it's your thoughts on the game. So it's not just a footy write-up, it's what's happened during the day. You know, your barbecue in the car park at the pub, etc. So yeah, started from that, and then it gradually just evolved. And writing on individuals is my passion, and so it's evolved that way. And look, there's been some pretty incredible stories. Out of anyone, Chris Griggs, the one which stands out in terms of just absolute in awe of Chris, the way his attitude towards his own what's you know, what he's been dealt with in life and mm. with MMD. Um, I will say Chris is the one guy I interviewed and I sat out my car afterwards and, yeah, it was pretty emotional and always will be. So speaking of individuals, favourite Nord player and why? Uh, Michael Aish, he ranks as my best ever Nord player. Uh, knowing Aishi and hanging around with Aishi, there's a fair few stories which probably is way too early a time slot in the <laughs> evening for that. No Gary um, McIntosh, that surprises me. as well, but yeah, go right back with, the, with, with that whole group. And that was the days back in the Red Leagues Club, the famous era. You'd play, or the guys would play, and we'd be there with them to stumps, and then you'd go to Leon's or etc. from there, and yeah, basically finish up. Or kick ons. Yes, <laughs> very much so. You listen to Red Legs Radio with Miles Hookie and Geordie. Our special guest is uh, Malcolm Ashwood. We're shooting the breeze with him thanks to climate, air conditioning, and solar. Malcolm, you've seen a number of premierships for the club. Is there one in particular that stands out to you? Look, 84 coming from fifth. Uh, 75, even where that was the first one in 25 years. I was only 12 just to sit and observe and watch the emotion of people. And then for me, 84. 84 beating beating Port. Uh, you know, it was pretty incredible, the two points with a beautiful siren went. Yeah, another, all fantastic. Another quick one. Now, um, we've got a minute to go before we've got to get to the break. Uh, is your current Norwood players. Now, out of the current Norwood players, have you, have you got a favourite? And just a quick comment on on travelling game style. I know geordie has got some hardcore views, but <laughs> yours as well? Not so much a favourite player. Look, now being older, it's probably the relationships can be a bit different. Look, go back, I helped get Jace. Ironically, actually, helped was a fair part in helping getting Jace Bowe to the club. I really like Chris Olsen. Actually, really listens and wants to learn at things like that. So it's Alex Giorgio really appreciate his balanced view on life. What about the so current everything? What about the current game style and how we're playing? I'd like us to go longer and more direct. Luke Sermon this week uh, certainly improves that chances. 
But and Matt, and ironically, Matt Panos coming back into the side also helps that because he's certainly probably our best overhead mark around the ground. So it gives the defenders a lot more chance to go long. Great to have Malcolm Ashwood in the studio. Thank you to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. About to head to a break. It's Hooky Geordie Miles with Malcolm Ashwood. You are listening to Red Leg Radio. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to you. What do we say? Red Legs Radio for Climate, Air Conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio for Climate, Air Conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Miles Hooky and Geordie on Red Legs Radio with our special guest, Malcolm Ashwood. We ran our Paradise Motors Mazda Twitter poll early this morning. Very simple question. In deference to Roy Laird, the Central District seven-time premiership coach who announced that season 2019 would be his last, we simply asked the question, who was the greatest Sandful coach of all time? We gave four options, but of course in the comments of Twitter, anyone can just throw up whoever they like. But we ran with Jack Odie. Norwood and Sturt, John Cale, Port Adelaide, Foss Williams, Port Adelaide, and Roy Laird, Central District. 14% with Jack Odie, 44% with John Cale, the nine-time premiership coach. Sorry, I beg your pardon, 10-time premiership coach at the Magpies. Foss Williams, 28%, uh, nine times at the Maggies, and 14% for Roy Laird. Let's start with the Pake Take. Yes. Geordie, uh, you're a lot younger than us, so I, I accept that yeah. you don't have quite the depth of history of the rest so of us. I but wasn't do you there. have a um, do you have a well no we know you weren't yeah. there, my goodness. No, um, um, <laughs> you weren't there in the fifties. <laughs> <even thought of. laughs> do, do you have someone that you think is the greatest all time coach of Sandford Footy? Uh, out of them, because I don't really know and can't formulate a proper opinion on them without doing, you know, five hours study, and I don't have time for that. Well, you're not going to say for my generation, no. <laughs> uh, from, my, from my generation's perspective, and the way he turned our football club around after the devastation of Trevor Hill, uh, would be Nathan Bassett. Um, for my generation, but that's a different opinion. Oh, you are such a supporter. Trevor Hill wasn't yeah. too bad, was oh, he? Trevor Hill gave us false hope and dragged our club into the ground. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> We're not getting into that just now. <laughs> Miles Fitzner, who do you think? Look, I'm with Jack Odie. Now, mm. um, just having a bit of a look through, Jack Odie's the only uh, coach in the professional football AFLS NFL history to coach over 500 wins mm-hmm. and had a win percentage of 66.34%, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's exactly the stat <laughs> I had. <laughs> Is that what you had too? <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. 186 played, 777 coach and 10 premierships. Look, Cahill, um, he was 624, coach 10 flags. Williams only had the nine flags and Laird had seven, but made the 10 grand finals. Mm. Um, look, I'd be on the, on the, on the Odie train. A few people back in on the Twitter. Anthony Wellham has to be Jack Cahill. Nick Girdle threw one in there. Neil Baum. Um, you know, a couple of other comments. Uh, had a good record, Barmy. At Norwood. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't think you can look past Odie at all, in no. my opinion. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? I think it's really line ball in terms of Odie for game style, the evolution of handball, yep. skills, that Sturt Centre for Davies, Bagshaw, Noonan and Howard was, was unbelievable. Mind you, you and I could have coached that yes, team to some wins. That's true. We probably could have done that at the bar, Ben. Um, but Kale, in terms of getting the absolute utmost as a Nord supporter, it obviously bitterly disappoints me that some of those results where the port side we, mm. weren't anywhere near as good as our side on paper. Mm. But Kale got the absolute utmost out of that group. And come finals time, geez, they were unbelievable. Can I throw one up there to maybe you two, Hooky and Mal? Who was the better player? 
Now, Laird only played 87 games, but Williams 205, Kale 264, and Odie 186. Who was the better player? Odie had a great record at Norwood, didn't he? He won yeah. three or four best and fairest? Three, I reckon. Well, Odie, yeah. Odie won 153 games as playing coach at Norwood, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, Who would you both have as the better player out of the out of the four? Obviously not Laird. I, see, I, I just didn't see enough of them playing. I mean, John, John Jack Odie played in the 40s. It's hard to know. And you didn't see him play? Mr. Missed most of it. <laughs> missed most of it. Mr. Mr. June 1940. That's Mr. June. Jack Odie coached in 37 seasons of football, three premierships with Norwood, seven with Sturt. Props, the, the, the forgotten years are his four years he had at West Adelaide, Adelaide where they lost a between years, 57 right? and 60. Is that where he won those the escort cups and the, like they were the preseason? Well, he, co- he coached for four years. He coached them into the finals every year. They didn't win a premiership and they won it in 61, the year he left. And that actually inspired him to get back into the game and go to Sturt. And then they won those uh, five uh, between 66 and 70. So, yeah, a, a big tip out to John Cale, who's just a legend of South Australian football and what he also did with Collingwood and then coming back and his success with those power in those first couple of years. But uh, in particular, for me, and then you think, as Malcolm said, the way footy, he changed the way football was played, Jack Cody, the speed with handball, and then the coaches that he spawned. Stixie Phillips won a premiership at Sturt. Mike Noonan won premierships at North Adelaide. Robert Odie became a very good coach in his own right. John Halbert, Neil Craig. So I've got Jack Odie just as the greatest all-time Sandful premiership coach. Oh, look, it's an argument which we could go all night on, and there's basically not a winner or a loser, both unbelievable and certainly incredible in South Australian footy history. And look, Roy Laird, amazing record at Centrals as well. You know, let's face it, that decade, it became became just the year of dogs' dominance. And yep. It's, it's hard to debate with it as well. Good story in that for you, Malcolm. Go on. And the best, well, the best. Well, writing about who's the best coaches and, and the reasons why in the game style. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you are. There's uh, something to be written for the almanac. Couple of weeks, go and research that one, <laughs> Malcolm. Uh, Seventeen years as coach of the Dogs, uh, fifteen times in the finals. It's a pretty amazing record, Troy Laird. So uh, it's like picking between Claudia Schiffer and Earl McPherson. This isn't it. It's uh, it's, it's a good yeah. fun contest. Uh, so thank you to everyone for getting involved in our Paradise Motors Paz, uh, Paradise Motors Mazda Twitter poll. Actually, it was down there at Paradise Motors today. Well, would you Got get a Mazda car serviced? Nice. Well, Malcolm caught up with Kevin Bue. Oh, just Kevin Bue. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Kevin Bue is in on the 18th, so looking forward to that. Kevin oh, Bue from Paradise so Motors. Good. So that'll be a bit of fun too. So thanks for taking part. We appreciate your contribution each and every week. Time to move on and talk about this week's game. Thanks to Violia. The preview, Adelaide, we host at Cooper Stadium from 2.10 yep. on Sunday afternoon. We've met this mob 11 times. We've beaten them seven. We've gone down four. We lost uh, by 18 points in round six after being 23 points up at half time. Geordie, mm. let's start with you. Can we find a way past the top team? Yeah, of course we can, because you're asking the wrong person that question. <laughs> um, look, our team has been a bit of a motley crew for most of the season, so now it seems like we're all falling into place. People are coming back who need to be there. A little bit more leadership, a little bit more... Uh, hopefully responsibility, toughness, integrity, and maybe, you know, we've clicked on that we need to go at the body, we need to lay hard tackles and play with integrity. So I 
back us in. Miles? Uh, look, experience coming back into the side. Um, obviously, Abbott's still out. Stevens and Tahini will probably both come back into the side next week. We'll talk about them shortly. But, look, Davis in for the Crows. Himmelberg, Sam Jacobs all playing. Mm. Um, and Gibbs, of course, Bryce Gibbs. Yep. Um, the Crows are going to be very good. We lost last time, but too much experience here for me. Panos, none. Mm-hmm. Um, smart. They get it done. Bodie back in the side. Norwood, just. They win, but just. Okay, Malcolm? I'll be honest. I will be brutally honest. I can't see us getting over how the quality uh, in that Crow side. Um, personally, the sooner both sides are out, there's actually a National Reserves competition, the better. But uh, in that, yeah, I can't see us getting up Sunday, but obviously would desperately hope to be wrong. Miles? B- Balderstone v. Jacobs. That's exactly oh, what I've written down. We're, we're on a, the same page, That is we? going to be a magnificent ha- matchup. That's I, worth the price of entrance I, alone, isn't I, it? You know what's going to be really good is that they've looked at... Bucks. Borders has taken Laddams to the cleaners, then Laddams is being looked at by Port, then plays. Now the Crows are interested in Laddams to get rid of, obviously, Jacobs and back up for Riley O'Brien. Mm. Balderstone make his mark here, like absolute make his mark and give a big uh, you-know-what to everybody else if mm-hmm. he gives Jacobs a touch-up here on the weekend. Yeah. And he's got he's got the runners around him for the clearances to look good with the hit-outs as well. Yeah, I really want to see him work far hard around the ground to provide a marking option. That's his big weakness where he just stays in a little bit in the centre square and is lazy and doesn't work hard enough. Just got to get. Well, see, I think his work is good because his pickup work for a big man is awesome. He picks it up off the ground and does great work. Yeah, but he's talking more about well movement, too. goal square, yeah, yeah, to goal I know, square. But I think he's not lazy this season at all. Just but he's your favourite, though. I would like to see him get a few a more marking contests, but you're right. He is. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Just one stat I picked up: Patrick Wilson, number two for possessions in the competition. Yeah. Adelaide has no one else in the top thirty, so I think. One of the keys to stopping the Crows is put a really defensive-minded midfielder to run with Wilson. Bampton. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Normally, he likes the proper run with Bampton, not like the hard run with, but a runner run with. Then the other thing I noticed, too, they're number two in the competition for kicks. They're number nine in the competition for handball. So some forward pressure, uh, a lot of pressure around the ball, small ground, Norwood Oval. So make them handball the ball a bit more and get out of the way that they like to play, I think, is going to be important for the legs. What's your tip? I think Adelaide. Do you know what I think? And I'm going to be honest about this. I think Norwood have a mental problem when they come yes. up against strong AFL-listed teams. What about Port Adelaide? They played their best game for the year, just get rolled. They had 21 listed players playing, and they had seven out. Three weeks ago, yeah. they got rolled by about six or seven goals in the end. We turned the, the, their toes up the in the best, last quarter. But it's, yeah, turned them up in the last quarter, but it's the best game they've played all year. Yeah. It's a 100-minute game, Miles. That's my concern Ooh. about Norwood mm-hmm. is that they, they don't mind playing the Crows when they're a bit depleted, but they do not play well against them when they're strong. Oh, look, there's, there's certainly it's a huge test on the weekend and it will really probably see us where we're at. That's all from here at Redlegs Radio. Signing off and see you again soon. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.